To the podcast dude i forgot that song existed oh my god dude that is one of my favorite clash songs clash that's yes, right i was like i i really like i completely forgot about that song yeah you know i kind of did too there for a while i've been listening to a lot of like classic punk this week i've been going down like a uh you know clash uh uh, MC5 rabbit hole and just like I, Ramones, I'm just getting reinvigorated, um, and that's one of my favorite Clash songs. Uh, I kind of picked it out because um, when I uh, actually I first heard that song, it was in the NCAA college football game uh, on PlayStation in th- 2006. <laughs> I specifically remember that game had the best soundtrack and it was just a really awesome college football game. I played it all the time. I played it so much to the point where like, you know, where you play like, especially like a sports game. Uh, I, I don't know if you've played a whole lot of like football games on, uh, uh, consoles, but, um, I, there were like one or two plays that I would consistently run every time. And I would just destroy with those two plays. I would piss off my brother cause I would only run two plays the entire game and I was unbeatable, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. had a really awesome, uh, soundtrack. It was 2006. So they had a lot of like, you know, what kind of that, that, that kind of music, they had a bunch of ska dope stuff. <laughs> no, that's, that's really awesome. But no, totally like especially with those Madden games and shit and and they basically yeah like that's them not being able to program the AI correctly so <laughs> yeah. you can do that like right. so I mean even to this day like screen passes like that oh, yeah. like defenses cannot do screen passes so mm-hmm. you could always fucking <laughs> You know, but yeah, no, that's that's super funny. I did do the same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Because it was just like, why would I fucking run a play action? It doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> why would I run it? Um, yeah, but all right. Well, welcome back. Uh, Mitch is a little under the weather. He's got the Rona. Yeah, um, well, hold hold on. <laughs> we don't know that for a fact yet, but it's kind of looking like it. Um, I did get a surprise day off work, which is why we're able to record, and uh, so that's kind of a good thing. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm sure you don't. Um, I'm sure you just because because what's happening now though I have noticed is there's bugs going around. People yeah. are just getting sick because it's right. that time of the year. Well, I, um, I get I yeah I get a cold every basically winter. Every time the season changes and it gets cold outside, I just you know my my throat is raw i can't really talk i lose breath pretty easily but that's just a seasonal cold i get every year and that's i'm pretty sure exactly what this is so but my work is being super safe and they're like well even if it's a cold we can't risk it so yeah that's, have yeah. A and, that, and, that, and as it should be yeah as yeah. it should be 
Um, do, have you had a fever at all? No, I've been checking that actually, and my uh, my my temperature has been like right around ninety seven degrees, which I don't know what that means, but uh, I think it's a good thing. No, that's not like ninety eight point two is normal. Is normal, I think, so. yeah. Yeah, so honestly, more than likely, it's not Rona. Yeah. So it's it's not the 19. I, I kind of wish that we all called it the 19. <laughs> the 19. It's a little less alarming. <laughs> it's kind of cool to bring up in conversation. I got the 19, man. Yeah, you hear about the 19? Like, I don't know. It sounds cooler. Um, or we could start a band called the 19, which <laughs> yes. I don't think is a bad band name. I, it's pretty dope, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, oh, I was playing some games with Aaron and Chris and we were, I was doing that bit where just every time somebody would say something weird, I would say that's a, that's a good band name, but we actually had one that was pretty funny. Uh, prolapsed ain't I? Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and I was like, it's actually kind of fucking good. <laughs> um, all right, Mitch. Well, yes. Welcome back everybody. We're kind of, we're kind of just free balling this, you know, kind of just letting things air out uh mitch is you know not feeling the greatest so we kind of want to do kind of a little bit more low energy podcast not going to be as much invested into it i guess yeah (laughs) um but all right well with that being said i'm kind of interesting what you have up your sleeve for this mitch you want to do what you're drinking yes let's do it so um what's your plan here (laughs) my plan here is you know what they say for uh colds is uh liquids so uh basically i got my and also i didn't know that we were recording today so i didn't go out and like get any beers but i did have this in the fridge and i feel like it's supposed to be good for for any sort of colds is jack daniels winter jack tennessee cider so i'm just gonna be sipping on this today have you ever had this before I actually have it, and I'm kind of like, that actually, like, I don't have a cold, but that's kind of good. <laughs> it is really good. Um, they only make it in the, it's a seasonal thing. Um, the downside is it's incredibly expensive for only 15% alcohol. So it's definitely one of those things uh, you either drink by itself or maybe mix it with some, you know, some, I don't know, some sort of seasonal beverage like cider, like apple cider. That might be kind of good. Um, but this is a seasonal blend of apple cider liqueur and Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey. Um, Mm. so it definitely tastes like Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got like cinnamony honey ish. You know what you really could do? And it, and it does help a cold. I will admit me and Charlotte do it all the time and it really does help man doing a hot toddy. Yeah. I've never had one, but I've heard good things. Oh, they're, I mean, they're fucking amazing. Like you could just drink them. I mean, drinking warm alcohol is kind of jarring because I, yeah. I mean, my favorite liquor is Jaeger and all <laughs> I have to do with Jaeger is throw that in the freezer and I, I drink it. I drink it from the bottle, man. I don't even, Jesus, man. <laughs> I, I don't even give a shit. I'm like, you want a glass? Nope. None needed. It, this <laughs> bottle is a square. It's really, I just hold on to it like a baby bottle. <laughs> Nobody in history has ever said, you know, I feel like I'm taking, I'm going to take it easy tonight. Maybe just one Jaeger, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just give me one bottle. Um, I will take one Jaeger bomb, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so I really, really like cold, like really cold alcohol, but yeah. No, hot toddies really are amazing, and they do help a cold. I mean, you got to be careful because as soon as you get too much alcohol, you're going to dehydrate yourself. Right. (laughs) There is a sweet spot where it's going to soothe your throat. It's going to break up your sinuses, Aaron, get all cozy. It's a good time. 
I, you know what? I, I think that's a good idea. I should do that after this. <laughs> yeah, you should. So. You, yeah, you should look into it. Um, yeah. What about you? What you sipping on? Well, I was able. Charlotte actually had to go hit the store, so she was actually able to get me something. So I got nice. something from Ryan guys. Oh, nice. Um. So this is the Whiffle. Oh, I don't know if I've had that one. It says Whip Beer. Whip Beer. <laughs> a Vita I don't know. <laughs> um, but this is but I, I mean that says wiffle right yeah it definitely does okay so that's the that's the name of it the kind of beer I'm st- but it's like I assume wit beer in like German or something but let's read the back here uh, balanced, dry, and effortlessly complex wiffle is a refreshing riff on a traditional Belgian Litvia so it's Belgian Okay. Okay. Um, airy wheat and bright citrus aromas drift in and give you and give way to a crisp, ardent breeze, bearing notes of tangerine and subtle spice, a breath of fresh air. Why is the vocabulary on beer cans so I mean this is like college level shit. It is, man. Yeah, this I don't is think hard I'm to read. <laughs> I don't think I'm qualified to get a job put mar- doing that sort of marketing. No, I mean they hired like someone with a doctorate in fucking English and like I always read at a college level. Like I read at a college level in elementary school. Humble brag, but <laughs> a little bit holy fuck this is hard to read (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's give it a shot here it looks pretty yellowy it it has a um a pissy sort of color to it that's what you want to see i like that i'm just um they are correct it is effortlessly complex okay Realistically complex. I got like banana in there. I'm tasting what? banana. <laughs> I think you might be wrong about that, but <laughs> um, I don't know. I like it. I don't I have know. a whole lot to say. It, it, it does. It does have a citrusy kind of banana flavor to it that I am picking up on. But there's a flavor in there I don't dig. Okay. As much as it tastes like bananas, it also kind of tastes like dirt. Yeah. I don't think I typically like Belgian beers. There's something there I don't like. Yeah. I've been to a couple like uh, German fests here in uh, Fort Wayne. They have that every summer. And uh, they always have like this really official like legitimate german beer that you can get um and i tried it and i wasn't the biggest fan so i just stuck to yingling the rest of the day (laughs) uh no i get it like i do actually really like belgian beers um Mm. i like that style belgian wheats are awesome and they do tend to have somewhat of a banana flavor to them yeah Um, isn't blue moon technically a belgian wheat yeah you know, I don't mind Blue Moon. That was like the first like big boy beer I got into. So Exactly. And well, and that's why cuz I think Belgian style beers or Belgian wheats and stuff like that, it does pair well with fruit cuz it has a citrusy yeah flavor, but sometimes that Belgian spectrum will creep into like bananas. Kind of a <laughs> <Yeah>. weird <laughs> I I don't bananas aren't citrus. <laughs> No, no, they are. God, we're so dumb, dude. I don't even know why. <laughs> don't let <laughs> like, me in with you. You brought up the banana yeah, thing. Yeah, true. What's a banana? <laughs> Is a ba- what was the, what? 
what did we get that giant conversation about on that one like 20 minutes we tried to figure out oh agave we tried to figure out what the oh, fuck agave yeah. was right and i'm still not clear no i talked to charlotte afterwards we were like totally off base okay. like well we were right but it yeah we were we were pretty dumb about that okay just just yeah, to give you an update what we landed on I, I, yeah, and that's the problem yeah. too. I forget immediately yeah. what we even <laughs> right. land on. <laughs> All right, Mitch. Uh, so that's that's what we're drinking on. So you want to go ahead and get into a lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. My dog's freaking out. There's a FedEx truck here. I didn't know uh, they delivered on Sundays. Yeah, they're pretty oh. much. <laughs> do now with covid like yeah the delivery systems have upped the game gotcha well that's good i guess that's good to know um anyway all right keeping that in that is good radio right there good good, good stuff good stuff (laughs) all right let's do the lightning round um okay lightning round question number one eli what is your most commonly used emoji uh i don't (laughs) You don't really use emojis. I really don't. I really don't. If I, if I had to pick one, it would probably just be a smiley face or a winky face. But I do it old school. I do the. Do, okay. I, I type it out. Gotcha. You do. I think that's called an emoticon. Yes. Yeah. That actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Probably. Probably smiley or smiling winking face because that's about mm-hmm. my attitude in life. Right on. Okay. Cool. Cool. I like to use the. Um, I don't like I'm I'm with you. I don't use emojis a lot, but when I do, it's usually the winky face. I do that one a lot. Um, it, it works really well in certain scenarios when there's like an obviously like sh- sexual joke, but you don't want to come right out and say the sexual joke. You just do the winky face, and then it's implied. Um, it's funnier that way. And then I also use the heart emoji a lot, mostly when I'm talking to like friends and family members because I I realize. Um, I don't tell people like I love them very often, um, and I think the heart emoji kind of like says it all. Like, hey, I love you, but I'm not going to come out and say I love you. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> Why don't you just say I love you. I put up walls, man. <laughs> I guess. Like, I mean, I guess you're right, but just it's, it's like you know, I want to say I love you, but but that's gay. <laughs> That's fucking gay, dude. I don't want my I don't want my dude to think I'm gay. I'm just gonna use the heart emoji. <laughs> That's like so much gayer too. Know, right? It is. That was a terrible answer. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. No, I I really I I just never like use them because like I don't know. I it, it's maybe I'm just like that age. I have texted people who use them a lot. Yeah, and that th- that's annoying. <laughs> well, it's just weird. It's just like I feel like I'm not actually having a conversation with you cuz I think like we've established that I text exactly like how I talk. Mhm. So, and I also text with like fairly proper English as well as right. I can do. Yeah, um, same. But yeah, like because I like because that's how I use texting is to kind of have a conversation that can go on over time, so I don't have mm-hmm. to take time to like call you to have this conversation. Right. Um, right. 
so it's just weird when I'm talking to someone and they're throwing in like fire emojis and fucking like <laughs> shit I haven't seen. Like, how's that an emoji? Like, exactly. Have you, you ever know? like typed out a text and then the Apple like operating system or whatever, like will highlight certain words in orange, meaning like, hey, there's an emoji available for this word. Would you like to swap it out with the emoji instead of actually saying the word? And like there's like six orange words. It's just like. I'm going to text this person that and they're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? I have to figure this out. Okay. I think that looks like it's a, I think it's look, a, it's a frog. I think, um, like, You're right. That? Like the emojis are not a hundred percent clear a hundred percent of the time. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't understand why people do that, but no, I have had to do that. And, that, and I also find that weird because I'm taking more time by not just saying the word soccer, and instead switching it out for a soccer ball yeah exactly i don't get that that doesn't make sense no No, not at all uh okay question number two um this is gonna be a fun one off the top of your head what do you think is the song you've listened to the most in your life oh See, I would get a little bit analytical about it, and I would think about all the times I was forced to listen to music. Yeah, like it against and my stuff. will. Maybe it's cold yeah. outside. <laughs> oh, right. Text me, Merry Christmas. If I hear "Text me, Merry Christmas," I don't think I've heard that one. Oh, bro. I think I'm all right. I could become violent. <laughs> oh no. It's the worst thing. And this is why, like, oh, you Grinch, you you don't like early Christmas music. Let people enjoy things. Like, if you fucking like Text Me Merry Christmas, fucking come get these hands. <laughs> all right? I don't give a shit. <laughs> I will fight you. That shit sucks, man. Hot topic. Throw it down the gauntlet. Sorry. I get real <laughs> angry on that, that song. Uh, Steve Harvey, the Paul Brothers, text me Merry Christmas. Those are about the... Um, anyways. I, I guess if I uh, if I said willingly... So let's let's talk sure. about willingly. Like, I went willingly. out of my way to listen to the song. Man, that is, a, that, that is a tough question. I almost would have to say... It'd probably be a Nirvana song. Okay. I don't know... Oh, man, that's hard, though. Because there are certain songs of my favorite bands, and they tend to be the like a deep cut, like a song that isn't as popular. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite Nirvana song is a song called Aneurysm. It was never a single. It was only on, um, I think it was only on in, in Cesticide, mm-hmm. which was the album they put out that was all B-sides. Right. Um, so that's not a very popular Nirvana song, so I have to go out of my way to listen to it. But then I think of like Pearl Jam and like, there's like a song called Corduroy off Vitology that I, I that's a hard question because there's just so many. Do you have know, an answer? Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I do, but it's a total shot in the dark. Like, I, I'm with you, man. Like, I get to these, uh, uh, I, I'm weird about things. If I like discover a new song that I like, um, I get really obsessed with it and I will put yeah. it on repeat for 
hours at a time. And I've done that with countless songs, um, almost to the point where I like am sick of it. So like, yeah. I just like, oh, I can't fucking stop listening to this song. Um, but the one I've been, you know, I, 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 I guess discovered a long time ago that um, is one of my favorite songs uh, by one of my favorite bands would be The Killers. Um, they just have so many songs that I'm obsessed with. Probably the one that I'm most obsessed with is uh, All These Things That I've Done. Um I discovered that actually that I think it was like back when we were at CCU and I listened to it constantly. I put it on a bunch of different mixtapes and playlists. Um, and now I was even going through my Spotify the other day and I probably have about like 35 Spotify playlists. And that song, that one song is on a decent proportion of those playlists like there it kind of fits the mood for everything um it's got this really cool breakdown at the end where it just gets like there's like a choir like singing and it's just like holy shit this is amazing so yeah all these things that i've done by the killers is probably if i were to take a guess one of my most song most played songs in my lifetime <laughs> okay yeah it's <laughs> i have a little bit more trouble that, that also is my favorite killer song also yeah that's a really good one um, I think I just have a little bit more trouble because I do that with so many songs. Right. So it's like really hard to narrow it down. Um, but I definitely think the bands that I have been into the longest, like I even kind of want to like say that probably Foo Fighters in your honor, that album is an album that I listened to from the time that I was about 13 until just the other day. Yeah, exactly. So I could pretty much say, because that album got me into the Foo. It was one of the first CDs I bought with my own money. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've listened to that thing front, back, sideways. There's a song on there called DOA. Um, okay. That's uh, me and Logan, actually, we that we like kind of bonded over our love for that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music video is really good, too. Um, yeah, man, I've I have listened to that song a lot oh and then no way back god that album fucking slaps bro <laughs> yeah then there's all the acoustic songs that's yeah right and that's half of them make that. me cry <laughs> uh so, <laughs> speaking of like bands that like you've been a fan of the longest um i kind of had that experience with the rocket summer i know back at ccu i i think i made you listen to a rocket summer album just because it was kind of formidable in my high school teenage angst it was the first like rock band i was into um and now looking back like they're definitely not my favorite band it's not my favorite genre um but I think they were such an important band to me. Um, and they actually, this past week, they put out a new like B-sides album of like some of their songs that they haven't released, that they've never released. Um, and I was actually really excited about it. I went back and listened to it, and it is still really good. Even though I, you know, day to day, I don't choose to listen to them for fun anymore. Although back in high school, that was every fucking day. Um, but yeah, just, you know, I, I, I still go back and enjoy it. yeah i mean i think like that's like how it is with the foo fighters right like i um i was doing a lot of stuff the other day and like kind of being productive i needed a shower and i was just like i'm gonna put on the foo i'm gonna shuffle play the foo nice and it was awesome and that and that's why it's just i don't think i could ever say the foo fighters aren't my favorite band Mm -hmm. even if i'm like i'm aware that they're not you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking breakthrough revolutionary music. Yeah. I, I get it. A lot of people call them like louder Nickelback and shit like that. Like, I get it. <laughs> that is a lot. That's saying a lot. 
Yeah, I'm kind of like, what, what are you fucking like Radiohead? Um, <laughs> also, Radiohead fans hate Foo Fighters because Dave Grohl made a comment that was like kind of shitty against Radiohead. Oh, really? Oh, that's well, awesome. Well, he just he just basically insinuated that Radiohead's music is kind of boring. I I would agree with that. I don't. Like I wouldn't really at all. disagree. Oh, like <laughs> they have like it's... two songs that are like 120 BPM. <laughs> exactly. I have a buddy at work that's like really into Radiohead, and we were talking about him, and he was just like, "Yeah, what are your favorite Radiohead songs?" I and I was just like, "I think my favorite Radiohead songs are um, uh, High and Dry, and." Uh, <laughs> What is that other creep creep? And he just looked at me and he was just like, if you were a real Radiohead fan, you would fucking hate those songs. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not a Radiohead fan then song fan because uh, those are my favorite songs. And they're just like very looked down upon. Like that whole era is looked down upon uh, if you're a Radiohead fan. And that's what I hate about Radiohead. It's (laughs) like this fucking there's like elitism to even to be a part of the Radiohead fan community. It's just like, oh, my God, you guys are fucking annoying. It's like, I get it. Okay, computer is. I get it. I'm tired of it. Right. God, Karma Police is not that fucking good. All right. It just is slow as shit. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But I do. I mean, people that's off what, with that one. And that's what that's what bugs me though is like I like Radiohead, but I just I don't think they're the end all be all of bands. Yeah. Like it's just I I like them, but regardless, um, that's the thing with the Foo Fighters though is that I never. I've never stopped listening to the Foo Fighters. Yeah, it's just comfort yeah. food. I get hype anytime they do stuff. Really excited about their new album, by the way. Um, mm, yeah, all that good stuff. So I, I really yeah. think it would have to just be a Foo Fighter song that I've heard the most in my life because I've listened yeah. to it for fucking like fifteen years. I'm going on <laughs> exactly. twenty years. Right, right. <laughs> cool, man. Well, that's a good answer. I'm satisfied with that. Um, okay, final question number three. All right, Hasbro makes an Eli action figure mm-hmm. in your likeness. What mm-hmm. is it wearing, and what two accessories does it come with? Okay, so definitely <laughs> off the bat, here we go. It's going to have a flannel on, and it's going nice. to have kind of like tattered, ripped up jeans. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. going to have like a band tee with a flannel, and there's some tattered, ripped up jeans. That's totally me. Um, my accessories, it would definitely probably be like a beer can to, to definitely get the full experience. Definitely a beer can of some kind that, that I would hold and I would definitely have Kung Fu grip. Oh yeah. (laughs) I would definitely take that from GI Joe. All right. I would have the Kung Fu grip, uh, which, uh, you could use to actually crush the beer can. That oh, would man. be that's oh, that would that be a would sick be my action gimmick. figure. So it, there'd be like a little button on the back, and you'd put like a little the little beer can on there, and you'd hit it, and it would just like crush it. <laughs> right. Perfect. Um, the next thing, probably. Oh, the next thing, a baseball, and then my other arm that doesn't have the kung fu grip. You could you could put the baseball in the hand, and then cock the arm back, and then hit another button, and it will just oh. fucking throw it. So you're talking about, okay, yeah, that's sick, yeah. <laughs> so that would be, if I could have an a- action figure, I'd be cut, crushing beers in one hand, throwing baseballs in the other. <laughs> that is amazing. Just, just look like a bum. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. He's got to have a beard. And I I'd love have, the flannel and ripped jeans. <laughs> I'd have, like, <laughs> I'd have... <laughs> I'd have voice lines like, shut up, I didn't hit your mom that hard. 
<laughs> shit like that. Here, that's here, awesome. Here, here's the thing about Steve Harvey. Like that's you could press a button. And I would oh say man, shit I didn't like even that. think about that. You could have like catchphrases too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Um, mine would be wearing jeans, not ripped. I don't usually wear those. No. Um, but then like a thermal, like long sleeved shirt, not necessarily like a flannel, but like a, uh, I, I like to be comfy. I, if I'm going out for a night on the town, I usually wear a, some sort of thermal, um, maybe with buttons on it because that's kind of classy, but like, you know, a quarter zip button, <laughs> right, um, buttons. it's classy, but comfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe a beanie, who knows, or a baseball cap. It's got to have usually some sort of hat. I usually wear hats. Um, my two accessories, um, it would definitely come with a cup of coffee um, Yeah. in one hand. The other hand, maybe a vinyl record. You know, Dude, I was thinking that. <laughs> I was thinking that because what we could do is we could get it set up where you could just have a bunch of like vinyl records in the pack, and then your little thing could be you could fucking throw them. Oh, so you would have yes. a little... You could like fucking sling them at people. Yes, that's a great idea, man. That's, I love it. <laughs> uh, These are man, dope. I, yeah, no, I, I would fucking buy that action figure for <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, here's so I wanted to bring this up because it made me laugh because you know how like I I do pretty much always wear tattered jeans. Like I'll yeah. stand up right now. Wait, I don't. But I gotta move my webcam. <laughs> so like normal oh, jeans, right? Dick shot. <laughs> yeah, sure, normal sure. Normal jeans, right? Uh-huh. Hold on. Psych. Oh, giant man. <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Ripped. Yes. For the listeners at home that can't see this, Eli just showed me his giant asshole. <laughs> I didn't think the webcam would be so hard to manage, so it was going to be a lot funnier because I was just going to stand up and then turn around. But Right. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. You go all out. I, it's really, it's just out. I, here's what it is. I think that. I don't know why my jeans are always so tattered. I either have a knee hole, a crotch hole, or an asshole. Oh yeah, yeah. I always have a crotch hole, but that's just because I'm a big guy and I and I wear them out. I, I just think I have big knees, a big ass, and a and a big dick. Because apparently, <laughs> definitely, jeans cannot. Or I'm just fat. Or yeah, you know. <laughs> probably the more accurate answer. Um, I like that question. That was really funny. Cool, cool. Um, well, good. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, that was it. That was my lightning round question. So. Gotcha. Cool. Before we get into the meat and potatoes, I think we're going to do an Eli's video game corner because I got a lot to talk about. Yeah, please do. What's been going on? Finish Outstanding. All right, Eli's video game corner. Eli talking about things that have been out for quite a while, and he's just getting around to them. So here we go. First, <laughs> starting off, I've been very reinvigorated with video games lately. Hmm. And I think that was mainly because, and we've talked about it slightly, but I had to basically miss a week of work, unfortunately. So I had to get tested for COVID and wait mm-hmm. on test results. But I was negative, so that was good. Um. But one of the things that kind of, because it was a very stressful time, it wasn't a super fun time. Fortunately, video games, like always, always there for me. So mm-hmm. I got I got some video game comfort food. So what I have been doing for a while now is actually I've been going through because the sixth Halo game is going to come out here soon. Halo Infinite. Oh, nice. So that's going to be coming out. So I had made this resolution a while ago that I was going to play through 
every Halo game. And I did. I took some breaks. I still have a couple to go before Halo Infinite comes out. But I have played a shit ton of Halo, and it has been fucking awesome. Wow, I'm not okay. going to lie. I Because, Mitch, you've talked about how first-person shooters are not really your back. Right. And truthfully, they're not for me either. I love multiplayer with Ooh. FPSs, but um, typically, like, Call of Duty campaigns, there's, like, one good one. They're all dumb. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that they're all dumb. It's just there's, they're not doing anything very fun. Mm-hmm. Halo, I don't know why I forgot complete antithesis of that so Ooh. I'm gonna go real fast through every Halo ga- game yeah. I've played so far so okay the first person sh- I don't have a problem with like Halo actually when it like first came out like on the original Xbox like my cousin mm-hmm. had one and I played it quite often um, and it was fun at the time but I think the reason I don't gravitate towards them now is because I stopped playing the Halo games and first-person shooters, Call of Duty. I stopped playing them probably when I was like 15 or 16 and haven't really gone back, whereas everybody else has been playing them nonstop since then. So when I go back and actually play someone, it's not even really fun for me because I just like die instantly. I don't have good enough reflexes. Um, I don't have very good aim. Um, I remember actually when I was over at your place, um, we were playing some first-person shooter on your PC, and that was actually a blast because it was easier for me to kind of navigate and basically shoot someone by clicking on them. So it felt easier anyway. Um, so I, f- I could see myself getting into it via that. But yeah, with the controls, I'm a little behind. Oh, you actually <clears throat> played... Um, oh, wait, here. This is going to be super funny. This is only going to be a you and me thing. So you actually were playing um, Outer Worlds. <laughs> okay. Why there is a background for Skype of the fucking Outer Worlds, I have no idea, but that's, that's what this awesome. is. That is awesome. <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing. Anyways, yeah, you were playing Outer Worlds, which um, I think is interesting because um, I think you would actually, you would vibe with, look, so you found it. There we go. Now we're <laughs> yeah, in Outer Worlds. <laughs> I didn't um, realize you could do this. Now we're just going to be playing with Skype uh, backgrounds the entire time. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um no, I think that you would uh you would like a game like the Outer Worlds or like the Fallout series mm-hmm. and that's actually probably a good way to get started in because they're FPSs but the FPS part is not the main component of the game. Okay. So you get used how to aim and shoot. You would just have to kind of like find a world or an RPG like that that you would get into. Mm-hmm. Which okay. I think you I think Fallout if you're not as into sci-fi, I think like Fallout would be good for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, it is a big giant open world game, which I know we've talked about, like, that's a little bit overwhelming for you. But Mm -hmm. in the same sense, though, it's a little bit clearer. There it is. (laughs) That's Um, a good one right there. (laughs) um, But yeah, no, I think you would be interested in that. So, um, but with that all being said, no, that totally makes sense. I've, yeah, played it my whole life, so I don't, you know, really have to jump back and forth. Um, The thing about Halo, though, is it is just such fucking well-written games. Like you know halo reach is the prequel that's the start and just like oh my gosh like i don't even know where to begin with all this basically here's what i'll say about halo i forgot how fucking good the franchise was the gameplay is fun the stories are cool it makes you feel like a badass it's just video gamer brain all over the place like oh i got a fucking gun i'm gonna shoot aliens but this is what's rad about halo is in the first game it's just kind of like a 
uh, not not a standard because it was it was kind of mind blowing at the time, but it, it, it's you're this you're the space marine shooting aliens going on this mission to uh, to defeat the aliens and destroy the halo ring that's going to blow up the universe. Mm-hmm. But then in the middle of the game, you discover the flood and you discover the true enemy of the halo series. So the flood being this parasitic zombie flood that could take over the universe. And that's why the halo rings were invented. So mm-hmm. that twist in a shooter is so good. Mm. And then there's like Halo Reach, which is all about a suicide mission where when you start the game, you know everyone will die. And then you play that through with this somber ambience of like, oh, the the noble team has hope to complete the mission, but you know, like you're all going to fucking die because the planet gets destroyed. And, Oh, that's awesome. And then that's really cool, man. I didn't realize all that. I've never really played like campaigns on Halo anyway. Um, I usually just played multiplayer, which I thought was fun in itself. Um, but then if you kind of combine the, you know, cool imagery and graphics and just it's a fun game, I'll give you that. And then add on the cool story, like that's amazing. I didn't yeah, even know like, all that. Yeah, no, it, and that's, and I think I forgot. So when I started playing it again, I was just like, damn, this is good. Like, this really is good. This, they're doing things that sh- typically shooters don't do. Mm-hmm. And that's making a really well fleshed out world. Well, like, you know, Halo Reach is all about getting Cortana, the AI, to, um, the USNC, which you do, everyone on the planet dies. Um, then the first game, obviously, you get introduced to the Master Chief. He plays the Master Chief, do all this stuff. But in Halo 2, the coolest fucking thing in Halo 2 is that not you, you play as the Master Chief, but then you also play as the Arbiter. And the Arbiter is part of the Covenant. And they, through the story of Halo 2, teach you all about the Covenant and all their hierarchy. And this Arbiter is a disgraced, exile part of the Covenant that then teams up with Master Chief out of necessity mm. to fight the Flood. And learning all that and playing two different sides of the story and kind of realizing that, like, the USNC isn't, like, perfect and, you know, humanity isn't, like, totally right in this situation but then in halo 3 it's all about you gotta you gotta fight the flood Mm -hmm. it's like the final epic i mean dude and then here i'm gonna blow your mind again because halo 3 odst guess what totally spinoff game takes place over the course of one day on earth in one city and it's like a mystery detective noir game hmm where you go around this city by yourself, outmanned, outgunned, you're separated from your team, you don't know anything, you gotta go around and find these clues. There's all these audio logs that you find about the city, and then there's all these little sub-stories that you listen to while you play mm-hmm. that talks about the alien invasion on Earth. Dude, fucking insane. Yeah, that's good. awesome. And it blew my dick off. <laughs> And I just was like, fuck, Halo is so good. And I was so glad I played that game. And, you know, like, that's the whole thing is, like, the fact that they can create this sub-story that, like, humanized everything so much and actually, like, I mean, the the music is beautiful. Like, you're, it's just, like, this dark city at night and you're by yourself and you're just going around and there's, like, this really kind of quiet, beautiful piano medley playing Mm -hmm. and... Um, you know, it's raining 
and you're just going around trying to figure out what happened, trying to find your team, trying to figure out what's going on, but you're weak. You're not the master chief. You're mm-hmm. not a Spartan. You're a, you're, you know, still a badass soldier. You're a shock trooper, but you're not invincible. Mm-hmm. And then you'll come across, you know, a group of, of, of brutes and grunts and you got to like have it out with them. And you're, it did so such good ambience so interesting such good storytelling and um i haven't played four or five yet um before infinite here mm-hmm. which four and five i do believe is where the series kind of takes a nose dive a little bit but i'm really excited because halo 4 you get to learn about master chief and cortana's relationship which i'm really excited to do and then halo 5 there's actually a rivalry with the master chief hmm. um, now how many halos are they up to now well, so technically there's five mainline Halo games. So I'm going to mm-hmm. break it down for you. So chronologically, here's how the um, Halo games go. Okay. Halo Wars 1, which is actually their RTS game. Halo Wars 2. Um, Halo Reach. Halo 1 Combat Evolved. Wait, hold on. I stopped counting. Halo so it's kind of like 1. a Star Wars thing. There's prequels. Yeah, there's definitely prequels and spinoffs and games that take place at the time of other games. So Halo Wars 1. Halo Wars 2, uh, Halo Reach, Halo 1 Combat Evolved, um, Halo 2, uh, Halo 3 ODST, technically, then Halo 3, Halo 4, Halo 5. So technically mm-hmm. nine. Oh, wow. Okay. But two of them are RTS games. And there's actually Halo Spartan Assault, which there are two of those, which are actually um, twin stick shooters. So they're basically games where you kind of roll around from a top-down perspective and you just move with the left analog stick and just mm-hmm. aim with your right analog stick and shoot mm-hmm. um so it's a very very arcade game but apparently yeah. the spartan assault games have so um i mean what are we up to like 11 yeah so there's Jeez. technically like 11 halo games yeah okay that you know that all you know take place in that they're all canonical in some way or another mm-hmm. But I am very, very hyped for Halo Infinite. I'm really excited to see that come out. So yeah, lo- long and short of it, Halo has kind of reinvigorated me back into gaming again. I'm playing a lot more games. I'm getting on my Xbox more. Kind of taking a break from PC gaming just because it's a, I don't, I don't have as much that is exclusive to that that I mm-hmm. couldn't just play on my Xbox. Right. Have you played the new Spider-Man Miles Morales game? Hmm. No, that actually is only on PS5. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Which is kind of a bummer, but I will say it looks awesome. I love that, like, they did... Miles Morales has his own style, is is different from Peter Parker, but here's the thing. The game's really fucking short. Is it? It's like... People are pissed. It's like a 10-hour game. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And that's like stretching it, and yeah. it's a sixty dollar game. Oh, actually, yeah. it's seventy dollars. Jesus, there's yeah. a price jack now on on the newer titles and games. Because <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to hit on was the PS5 and the new Xbox Series X ha- is out now. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Our new consoles are out. Um, I'm really excited to see what it does, and I know that people seem to have really jumped on this PS5, um, which you know. I get, you know, PlayStation is dope. There's a lot of exclusive titles I'm really excited to play at some point. Um, I'm still really glad I have PS4. Um, mm-hmm. But the backwards compatibility of it all, I'm still kind of in the dark about. I'm kind of learning. But I think that Xbox may long term really do something really important because I think that I don't think Xbox will really have 
titles that you can only play on this new Xbox. Like mm-hmm. Halo Infinite, for example, is still coming out on the Xbox One and the new Xbox. Mm-hmm. So, and if the Game Pass thing keeps up, like, like I don't know if I'm going to get a new Xbox if I can't play everything I have on my Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I still can and I could transfer that library over and I'm still playing 360 games or or Xbox original Xbox games on the that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I know PlayStation ain't doing that because on the PS5, you cannot play PS1 games, PS2 games or PS3 games. Yeah, yeah that's stupid. And that's bad. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm really excited to see where everything goes. I don't know. I'm I'm really hyped. I feel like what Xbox is doing is basically making a new console through each console generation that's going to be better, faster, stronger, more hard drive space. It's just going to be a basically they're almost just turning it into a PC. Yeah, is what's happening. Yeah. The the more and I don't know if you've seen the new Xbox, but it's basically just like a fucking fridge. Mm-hmm. It's just like a big rectangle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen pictures like, of it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like so you're I'm, right, and I and I feel like with that same token, PlayStation is they're they're more following the Apple uh, business model, where it's um, well, you got to get the latest and greatest version, but now that you have that, you got to buy these dongles because the stuff you own isn't compatible with it anymore. Um, so you buy this, this, and this again. Game you already you game you already own, got to buy it again. <laughs> I I kind of feel like they're doing that, and yeah. every and every video game company is guilty of that. Xbox has done it quite a few times too. However, I like I said, I need to look into it because I don't know yet. But like, if on this new Xbox Series X, I can go pl- go back and play and have access to Star Wars Battlefront Two, the original Xbox version, and I can mm-hmm. play an original Xbox game on this console not even that is going to look better or anything that's still so fucking dope because what i want is all these games i have collected over the years easily i have 200 games i could download it yeah Hmm. so if i have access to this library fuck yes because what you're doing is you're letting me keep the games that i own and you're just giving me better hardware to run them on Mm -hmm. while still giving me new options to play games i'm i'm pretty big in like my collecting and just having a giant library of games and just being able to be like i don't know do i want to play street fighter 2 sure i have it do i want to play fucking tekken 7 sure (laughs) yeah you know like i just i don't want to lose that yeah um what's your thoughts on the oculus oh yeah no i have only had a small experience with vr um but i really did enjoy it um i think it's dope I think it's in its infancy still. So Mm -hmm. obviously we're still learning how to make the technology and stuff. But man, I have seen games made for VR and they are fucking insane. Yeah, like the stuff that that will do for gaming is crazy. Like I saw this one, which is the fact that there's games that they've made where you could run up to an enemy who's shooting take out the mag of the gun and he can't shoot you because he doesn't have any bullets (laughs) that's fucking amazing that's awesome yeah you can like take a magazine for a gun throw it up turn your gun upside down let it fall in and it's loaded Mm -hmm. yeah I've I've never played it myself, but I have some friends that have one and they they love it. And the way I've I've heard it kind of explained is and the reason I'm intrigued by it is it sounds like it would have been like 
what would have been cool about the Wii. Like when the Wii first came out, they were like, oh my gosh, it's kind of interactive. You can, you know, bowl and, you know, whatever you do with the controllers is what your character's doing. There's like a video camera. You can literally interact with this game. Um, And I thought, oh, that's fucking cool. And then I played a Wii game and I was like, I mean, it sounds cooler than what it is. Uh, (laughs) But Oculus, I feel like, is actually doing it. And the other thing, the other reason I say that is they're making a huge variety of games for not even necessarily people that aren't into video games. Um, Like there's that Beat Saber game, which is kind of like a version of like Guitar Hero. Yeah. Beat Saber is so dope. (laughs) I haven't got to play it, but I love watching people play it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple videos too. It looks badass. So, yeah. Um, did you know though that um, the Oculus requires a Facebook account to be tied to your Oculus account? So if you don't have Facebook or you don't want to have Facebook, you can't use an Oculus. That's really creepy. I didn't it's know that. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> Likewise, well, if you have been banned from Facebook, you also can't operate uh, Oculus. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> I will say the most exciting thing and the one reason I would want to own a a VR in some way is that there are a lot of games you could play in VR, but you don't, they're like basically Skyrim. Mm -hmm. Like you could play Skyrim with a controller in VR and just not have to do the motion controls. Mm -hmm. That excites me more as a gamer. For example, there's a game called um, uh, Elite Dangerous. Um, kind of a dumb name, but it's basically <laughs> this, uh, like spaceship simulation game hmm. where you fucking have to learn and read a manual on how to pilot a spaceship. Oh, so I watched awesome. this YouTube video of this guy who, um, bought a VR headset and actually bought a joystick and and like i think he can use his joystick his keyboard and a mouse so basically this guy sped up like a a spaceship control module mm-hmm. with a vr headset yeah so he gets on and he plays elite dangerous and it took him hours to figure out how to even like pilot it and yeah. get it out of the hangar but once he was able to do that and i mean he is he's adjusting shit and doing stuff but he was talking about when he like hit a hyperdrive and you would fly and you would go by planets mm-hmm. he was like it literally almost made me cry. Dude, that's awesome. That's so fucking cool. He he said it was so terrifying when you would be coming up on a planet and it would be this little speck and it would get bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger. And he said it was the scariest thing. Like that level of immersion and also seeing how small you were and then yeah. also relating this to actual space. Yeah. He was like, it fucked me up a little bit. And that's I was amazing. Like, Bruh. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know, just like that's a whole new level of like gaming and and I and I think at that point it's not even gaming, right? Like mm-hmm. we're talking about a whole new level of entertainment. Yeah. That yeah. is totally different. Like, could you even imagine when movies start to become VR where you can oh, put God, on a headset yeah. and watch a movie and actually be able to look at parts of the scene? Yeah. That you know what I mean, you wouldn't typically be able to see like that's what I think about. I th- and I concerts even even a live oh, yeah. concert. Could you imagine a live concert with VR headsets where you all put on a headset? And 
I mean, that's, this is a little bit of Pink Floyd trippy shit. But wouldn't right. that be dope if you could put no, on a VR headset? I mean, you're definitely right, man. That makes me super excited for the future because they're already kind of doing that, and that's the, the way it's been going. Um, and I, I, I never even really considered the video aspect of it, like doing VR. But they're, they're, they're definitely doing like surround sound, like, and that is a kind of a cool experience. And this is basically the video version of surround sound, which I think yeah. would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just like that that level of immersion. I mean, it's it's kind of scary because it's like, well, what can I immerse myself in? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little bit scary, but I, I I mean, I find it incredibly exciting. Like, I I don't know. It's just, I think there's going to be a point where video where everyone is going to have some kind of video game. Mm-hmm. We're kind of already there. Everybody fucking plays Candy Crush or something. Right? Bullshit. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I think it's just going to keep going where everyone is going to kind of have access to these very, very strong, fucking powerful computers. Mm -hmm. And while you're probably not going to be sit there playing like fucking, you know, Skyrim or, you know, the most in-depth of game in the world, there's going to be some kind of experience that you can go have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're just even like YouTube has um, YouTube like has the, the 360 videos. You know, where you could actually take your phone and move it around and look at shit. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I think everyone is going to, and I just think that like video games are going to start to not be considered video games at right. one point. I think it's going to bleed into a new form of media mm-hmm. where it's like you can go, instead of like people playing Candy Crush on your phone or whatever you're going to like put on a headset and actually be able to like move your jelly beans and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't think like people like, especially from an older generation are really going to be like, Oh, this is a video game. Like, I think it's going to just be a different type of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm interested in seeing when, and I really think Xbox is already a little bit ahead of that over PlayStation, because mm-hmm. I think Xbox is basically doing that. They're giving people PCs, just dressed as a console yeah and i just think they're going to keep moving in that direction i think that xbox will be the first to kind of have and if they ever start to kind of go back to what they wanted the xbox one to be you're basically i i think here's what's going to happen all right let's hear hear me out xbox is going to have a xbox and you're going to buy that xbox you're going to bring it home you're going to put it into your home and what you're going to be able to do is use everything centered around this Xbox. So it's going to mm-hmm. be your your you're going to have one thing on your entertainment center. I yeah. think that's their goal. You turn on that Xbox, you could watch cable, you could watch TV, you yeah. have all your streaming apps that you could watch. Oh, um also you could hook up a mouse and keyboard and now you could sit there and, you know, get on the internet and do yeah. your taxes and shit like that right. or you know, even play games on there. It's going to have the ability to play games. You could hook up a VR headset yeah. to it. I mean, I think it's just going to that point where Xbox, I think, wants, wants the Xbox to be the all-in-one, this is a fucking supercomputer that right. you can do everything in your household based off that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It kind of reminds me of just, like, if a Roku had an Xbox built into it and, like... Yeah. Just a little flash drive you stick into the port of your computer of your TV, and now you have access to literally every form of media you wish. It's got YouTube, video games, a uh, web browser. No, that's yeah, I, I, I see it going that way. That, yeah, for sure. That's cool. Yeah, and that's even like kind of what they were trying to do with like the Google Stadia mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So I think, I think, 
I think we'll see that down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's definitely going to be one of those things where, and they're also like getting more and more affordable too. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just the technology that you, it once took this giant ass machine to do the processing that a X, the original Xbox could do. Like they're getting smaller and smaller. And one day it's going to be in the form of a flash drive. You just stick in and, you're you have everything there (laughs) yeah i mean i i yeah i think that's exactly it and i think that that's terrifying in one sense for technology to advance like that but also (laughs) and it also kind of comes back to like you and me like you being a friend who is not like a big giant gamer but Mm -hmm. isn't you know but is interested in games or Mm -hmm. You know, I would love when we get to that point where, like, I don't have to worry about what console you have or what console I have. We don't have to worry about, like, how do we play games? Like, because we experienced, you you got to experience some of the joys of modern gaming, which mm-hmm. is how the fuck do we play online together? <laughs> right. Um, which is infuriating because if you build in a multiplayer aspect to your game, it should be easy to fucking find and use. <laughs> exactly. Which by the way, I've heard that speaking, of, I, I feel like you're hinting at Tony Hawk. Um, I've heard that they released an update where you are basically able to play like one-on-one uh, online now. So you don't have to join a party of a whole bunch of people. Um, yeah. But I think that's just a, so yeah, that is one well, thing. One. Yeah, we need to get on that. Yeah, we definitely need to get on there and do that. Um, But yeah, I think it's just a part of that is just like game flaw design. Um, I've I've been gaming enough now in my recent days to know that, okay, they could have done this better. Like one of the things was like, specifically in Tony Hawk, when you go to create a character, I've talked to so many people that were like, I could not figure out how to create a character in Tony Hawk. Like I literally had had to Google it. Like, (laughs) yeah. So it's it's bad game design, and I just think that also it's still uh, PlayStation doesn't always like to play nice with crossplay, mm-hmm. um, but definitely Xbox, PC, and even Nintendo to an extent like are yeah. all there. I mean, right now on Fortnite, on Fortnite, you can be in a quad and somebody can be on their phone literally playing Fortnite on their phone someone could play on a nintendo switch someone could play on a ps4 and somebody could play on pc yeah that's that awesome. is fucking dope mm-hmm. why does not every game do that yeah exactly and that's just where i want to get so hard with gaming i just i'm such an advocate <laughs> of that and as we move forward with the technology though and the and the supercomputers that are going to keep condensing down and down in size um i am excited for the day where the reason i buy an xbox or something made by Microsoft is because, you know, I've had that, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Everything could sync up to it and I don't have to worry about configuring it. The reason that somebody goes to PlayStation is because like, I mean, Hey, maybe there still are exclusive games, but that doesn't mean that like, like if you if you may, I don't mind exclusive games because one of the reasons I still play Xbox is Halo, mm-hmm. um, and I never really want to not have access to Halo. Um, so I guess I still get that, but I think like then at a certain point I think it's then it's just operating system, right? It's the same mm-hmm. thing between Apple and Android. Like really, why do people keep buying Apple products over and over again? Are they inherently better? We've had that discussion. I think we've established not necessarily, but 
if you're a part of the Apple ecosystem, that's why you continue to invest in it mm-hmm. because you want to continue that ecosystem. I don't think that's personally very wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's what we had established in that debate. And same if I have like an Android, like, well, I could literally just put all this shit on a fucking memory card and just pop it in my new phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the same kind of idea of an ecosystem, just different. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Android's more cloud save, but. you know whatever you know what i'm talking about so i think i would like to get to the point where that's why where you buy one thing over another is just because you you enjoy that operating system more as opposed to that operating system Mm -hmm. or or that you know experience Mm -hmm. yeah as opposed to complete brand exclusive dude this really got off on the (laughs) holy shit did we get into stuff i'm glad it did yeah (laughs) No, I think that's interesting. I think, like, and that's why, like, in my never-ending quest to make you more nerdy, (laughs) I don't know if, like, a couple years ago, you really would have been, like, as tuned in to, like, not necessarily video games, but just, like, even, I mean, mean, maybe you were kind of a techie, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I just think, like, introducing you to video games and what, because I really think, like, basically, here's, here's what I think happened. A bunch of nerds. We're like, God damn, I love Crash Bandicoot. What if I could fucking play <laughs> Crash Bandicoot and I was Crash Bandicoot? Right, right. <laughs> and they had the time and the money to make supercomputers yeah, that they exactly. could ship around the world so people could just play Crash Bandicoot in their pocket. And yeah. I think when you look at video games and the video game industry, what you're seeing is basically people who want to play games better (laughs) right basically inventing the technology that we're going to use at work that we're going to have on our phones Mm -hmm. like google hangouts man that's xbox live man (laughs) (laughs) right well i think for me anyway one of the things that kind of opened my eyes to um gaming is because yeah like you said i wasn't a huge video gamer uh uh for and i'm still really not but i definitely am getting more and more interested in it um and one of the actually we were talking about on the podcast a while ago we were talking about for some reason we were i brought up my grandpa and how he was like really into free cell and he would like keep scraps of paper on oh, yeah like on the games that he's beat and he is like a 70 year old man that just enjoys playing free cell on his windows computer in his free time and then you basically were just like well that is like the nerdiest gaming you know icon you can uh, you can you know imagine so you know picturing my grandpa as like oh yeah he is a he's a gamer like somebody that doesn't really understand technology and that's kind of why i'm interested to talk about this portion of video games is you're talking about the future of it and how it's going to be more more common for people to have them in their house and not even really to view them as video games. Like we've talked about before too, like animal crossing kind of opened up a avenue for people that weren't necessarily into gaming before that, but are into now because animal crossing is more of like just a relaxing kind of thing you can do in your free time. It doesn't have the connotations that video games have where you're just like, Oh, I got to get on this and shoot some Germans, man. Like, (laughs) right. Right. Um, No, that's, so it's more widely accessible. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's what makes me excited as a gamer, because that's what I get to do is is like, I get to be like, yo, uh, your grandpa, a little bit of a nerd. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's, it's only about free sell, but dude, if you if you bust out a tangible form of note taking on a fucking <laughs> anything, mm-hmm. like you're being a fucking nerd. 
Right. Like, and even if it's free, <laughs> but that's dope. That's what's so exciting, right? Because mm-hmm. then that's where, like, yeah, now there's people playing Animal Crossing who, like, you know, kind of was like, wow, I remember Nintendo. I remember Mario Party. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess I'll get a Nintendo Switch Lite and play Animal Crossing with all my friends from work and they fall in love with it. Next thing you know, they're fucking, you know, playing fucking Super Smash Bros. and fucking, <laughs> exactly. you know, like, fuck you, Karen. Like, right, right. <laughs> fucking dunking on people's fucking Jigglypuff and shit. Like, just yeah. going ham. Um, yeah, exactly. But that's what's so exciting to me. That's what's so exciting. And actually, um, one of my friends, it, it's actually really cool because one of, one of my closer friends, uh, she, I remember her getting into video games. Mm-hmm. And you know Halo actually being one of her major intros into games, mm-hmm. and then through everything else and all over the years, you know, like now she streams, yeah, games yeah, on that's Twitch. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I get really excited about stuff like that because mm-hmm. it's like I don't think <laughs> it's not that I could go around and sit around and say like, well, everybody likes video games. Like, no, I get it. Like, you know, not everyone is into video games right. or or kind of taking part in this, but. Yeah. As we move forward, it's like I'm people who are like I'm computer illiterate. It's like, well, then Mm. you're pretty you're honestly you're fucking behind. Yeah, exactly. But also like people that aren't and I would even go a step further to say that people that aren't into video games, there is a video game out there for them. Like, I think so. I really think the people that like to digest, you know, games in a technological format. There are people out there that like card games, board games. You can access a video game version of that. Like my mom was definitely not into video games. Games, but she, I had a Game Boy growing up, and she played Tetris on that Game Boy more than I did. See? Like anybody, <laughs> you remember that episode? Tetris, the most popular game ever yep, made. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, dude, there's a VR. Did, have we ever talked about the VR version of Tetris? Oh no, I don't think so. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's throw it in because I'm just obviously this episode is about video games and technology but let's let's go ahead and throw it in so yeah they invented a uh Tetris VR game and really all all it is is just that it's just a very immersive Tetris experience Mm -hmm. so you know obviously there's graphics going on shit just popping off all around well they brought in a Tetris master to play it okay okay so you know this guy is like a professional Tetris player (laughs) um and has played you know he he holds world records for tetris okay that's what i'm trying to get at um so they bring him in set him down with the vr headset give him the controller and he starts playing tetris so he has trouble at first adjusting to everything but then like the very next game he started playing he did stuff that like the guys who made the game was like uh we didn't think you could do that (laughs) <laughs> like he would get a full screen Tetris. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. forget what it's called. I, I forget the, the fucking Tetris nerds, but <laughs> it, it, it's he he would hit that. He he would build up his entire screen like fucking all, like three fourths of the screen, dude. And he would mm-hmm. just get the right piece and just fucking Tetris the whole thing. And they're like, yeah, bro, we didn't <laughs> we didn't put that in the game. Like, right. I'm this video. Like literally one of the game designers was like, I don't remember coding that. <laughs> so I'm not super sure how you did that. And like, it, it was like, he was almost weirdly better at Tetris because it was so like immersive. And, and I think he said like, it was disoriented, but once I really tuned into it, the level of 
the me not having that outside distraction actually did help me yeah like yeah. fall into it quicker and i was like well that's fucking dope yeah that's awesome <laughs> so um anyways no yes it's all very exciting that's why i get really hype about video games because we're doing it for fun so we're making technology for fun and i think that's where actual innovative innovation happens mm -hmm. the scary part is that as supercomputers happen and you know we just keep fucking evolving this shit uh is when technology like this is militarized um I know I'm going a little bit deep. I don't really want to get into it, but all I'm saying is, it's like, I just love the idea of all of us having these super, well, like, okay. So what I'm trying to say is like with COVID, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. We're all stuck in our homes, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to my family's Thanksgiving. I'm not going mm -hmm. to my family's Christmas this year. Um, because of COVID I can't, um, I, I cannot risk that hurting members of my family because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I, I just can't, um, but what if we all had VR headsets? We could all get on Zoom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not real, but I mean, goddamn, that's as close as we get, right? We yeah. could sit there in grandma's living room with our VR headsets and just be <laughs> like, I mean, I can't touch it, you know, or or right. it's like an actual like fictional room and you could pick up a vase and throw it at grandma and <laughs> you know, fuck with grandma and just throw shit at right. her. Yeah. And grandma's like a fucking like... <laughs> like a japanese anime girl as our fucking avatar right i mean that would be awesome so i guess like that's my whole point that kind of stuff excites me so much about technology what doesn't excite me about technology though is that sometimes when we create technology or create things there sometimes can be a sinister way to use it and mm -hmm. that's what i'm getting at i mean i'm not saying the military is just like sitting around like yeah yeah how can we kill people with it though like i'm <laughs> right. not saying that's what they're doing all i'm saying is is i understand that as technology advances in one area of of a society unfortunately it also advances in the other areas of society yeah right. military being one of them mm -hmm. no you're right you're right um shit yeah i forgot where i was going with that but I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where i was going when i started so i <laughs> was just jazzed about halo and here we are yeah exactly well no I, this is funny you bring up the thanksgiving thing so now considering the circumstances i also don't think i'm going to go to my family's thanksgiving um but i know that like my grandma has actually learned to use facetime and we've facetimed before so it's funny you mentioned that so i'm most likely going to facetime them for a little bit while they're having their get together um which i think is a really cool thing like you know i can't be there but I'm still going to be there a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, video games aside, like technology allows you to do cool stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I and, and, and that's completely what I get at. And I think that sometimes video games will actually implement things into like like Xbox Live, like being able to mm -hmm. play games online against each other. I mean, that just gave a need to have faster, stronger Internet. Yeah. And we have i mean it's just like skype and zoom and all this shit is just fucking xbox live man yeah i've been right. doing this since the beginning <laughs> before i was on xbox getting called very racist words because i'd be dropping fucking 
I'd get a run and riot on Halo. I'd get a Kilimanjaro <laughs> or some shit, you know, getting called racist words. I was yeah. doing that before Skype was around, man. Right, right. And I guess that's just why, like, I, I just think, honestly, I don't think we realize that our need to be entertained and do dumb, fun shit actually kind of will push things forward. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of technology, um, one of the things that I have, like, been like so anti is like you know everybody's so anti the idea of like the government like listening in on amazon alexas and using your cookies to basically send you customized ads um which is a very real thing um yeah and I actually recently had a couple experiences where this happened. Like, um, well, obviously one of them was pretty easy to figure out. Like, I was uh, f- uh, I was trying to buy Erica a uh, espresso machine for our like a- for our anniversary. So I was like watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos about like espresso machines and you know the right coffee makers. And then you know you know later, probably about a month later, I started getting ads for only coffee products every single time i get a youtube ad it's like here you might like this coffee and part of me is just like well that's pretty creepy but part of me is just like you know what i actually might like this coffee and i'm kind of intrigued to try it um the other thing i was going to mention is um oh yeah so this happened uh i was i was trying to find a, a christmas gift for my dad so i googled like this certain thing and i found this company and i found it on my phone and then me and erica were talking about it i was like hey check out you know this i think this might be cool to get my dad for christmas and then probably literally an hour later she was on her facebook just scrolling and she saw an ad on her facebook for that same company we talked about what's going on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking data mining. <laughs> right. But do you think that they were using our phones microphones or do you think that they know we're married and may have talked about it because we were on Facebook? <laughs> I don't necessarily think it's just that extreme where it's just like, you know, companies are accessing your microphone to yeah. listen to what you're saying, but I do think if you're searching things on any web mm. browser, I mean that's data mine, man. It's gone because right. they fucking repealed net neutrality. Yeah, right. So we don't have that. So that's why. Mm. So you know, when everybody was up in arms about net neutrality, that's why because yeah. that would have protected against this use of data mining and unfortunately it's it, it's either not there or it's not as strong as it once was so therefore mm-hmm. we're getting data mined the fuck out of right exactly but i do think you bring up an interesting point because you're kind of you're 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 discussing a specific when it becomes to advertising mm-hmm. so what yeah. happens when uh, let, let's take it a step further and let's say if we're in our vr headsets hanging out at like grandma's vr house for thanksgiving and then we're being advertised to. So on the mm-hmm. on the fridge, there's like a Coke ad and you know <laughs> right. shit like that. Like, yeah, I would say that that would be pretty uncool. Um, mm-hmm. And I really hope that companies can find a balance in this. Where yeah. well, that's the thing. This might be a super uncontroversial or like controversial opinion. And I, you know, I haven't. This is a half baked idea. But if I'm going to be forced to watch a YouTube ad. Shouldn't it be about something that they know I'm interested in, like coffee? <laughs> I don't completely disagree with you. I, I actually, I'm not saying that I want to be data mined, but like cookies right. and like targeted ads, I don't, 
I don't think it is the worst thing, but I think it should yeah. work the same way as every company who wants to advertise to people who are interested in coffee or vinyl mm. or whatever will will have an equal opportunity to do so. The the issue is when it's just the same one over and over and over <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. Th- then it's sort of brainwashy. But I, I, I think, though, that what you're talking about, though, is a very interesting thing because as, as we get really excited for what technology could do and the lives that we could live without actually having to be face-to-face as much, um, people want to create this dystopian universe where we're all sitting there like... I don't go outside but it's just like I'm sorry it's a modern fucking society mm-hmm. like the fact that you can't distinguish between knowing how to use a computer and then going outside is the issue right. you think they're mutually exclusive and unfortunately uh, Emerson wasn't completely right okay the, the idea of nature being escapism for modern society, and I will say this is my only critique of Ron Swanson now, uh, <laughs> or Nick Offerman, um, <laughs> is that unfortunately, that's not how it works. So your desire for nature to be an escapism is not the way nature functions inherently. So the reason that you view nature as this escapism from the busy modern technological world is because you're a part of the busy modern technological world. So all you're doing is just creating a different facade. So while I may sit there and play Halo for six hours and you think I'm a loser, you go hike out in the woods for six hours and think that you're enlightened. That's the issue. (laughs) You go hike... You go hike out in the woods for six hours because you're a part of the same exact society that I am. However, I don't critique modern society because of its advancements in technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, Fuck. you can go outside and go take a hike and enjoy nature because as you should, because as technology grows and stuff, we still should do that. But don't act like you're fucking Gandhi because you went and took a hike <laughs> and you're like, well, I haven't been on Facebook all day. Hmm. <laughs> What do you fucking do, man? You're going to be on yeah. Facebook tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. haven't achieved any higher enlightenment. You're just you're using nature as a pedestal to get to your higher enlightenment. Mm-hmm. That, that's the people that bug me, and they're and yeah. they're typically older. They're like in their mid fifties, and they're like, "Well, back in my day, and this and that." I get that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying, look at what technology has afforded you, but also. You, it, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. You're making it mutually exclusive, mm-hmm. which is the yeah. issue. And I right. wish that that generation of people would actually say, oh, I could teach my kids how to work on a car in VR. Holy shit, that's pretty fucking dope. Maybe I should do yeah. that. Maybe I should advance my knowledge mm-hmm. to help yeah. a younger generation learn more. But they don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you're you're definitely right. Like, there is a huge sect of, like you said, primarily the older generation that looks down upon video games, social media, really anything having to do with a computer, uh, because they're like, oh, they're just going to be consumed with it. But there is a healthy, like, there is such a thing as having a healthy relationship with technology. Like... You know, as long as you don't let it consume you and that's all you do, like I'm going to fucking use technology if it can save me some time, money, you know, like 
like like I mentioned before, I do that like Walmart grocery app, the grocery store app. Like people are like, oh, you're on your phone all day. Well, I'm buying groceries right now. That'll save me two hours later that I don't have to go grocery shopping. <laughs> right. I mean, in a modern, advanced society, time is your biggest asset. So yeah, yeah exactly. you could criticize me for sitting around and watching Tiger King in one day. <laughs> but you went fishing on Sunday, and it was True. catch and release. What were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what did you accomplish? Truth. Peace? Yeah, me too. <laughs> I watched Tiger King. I feel great. Exactly. And now I can understand all the memes. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm up to date on my memes. And I give a shit about tigers. I mean, I'm saying I, I guess I, I am painting with broad strokes here, obviously. Yeah. But I think the re- the reason I circled it back to that is because I do know that that's what happens. But it, and also it is scary. I think technology is scary because we do become very dependent on it. And if there was like if just all the technology right now shut down, it would be difficult for me because there are yeah. things that I am not good at or only have mm-hmm. a very, very small knowledge of that I wouldn't be able to accomplish without technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. I just find it really frustrating sometimes when there's a lot of kickback of like, oh, everybody's just on their phone and, you know, sent TikTok and Instagram. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, I think that younger people are, but you're the one that bought them a smartphone when they were dying. Yep. <laughs> so I don't really know why you're blaming Facebook when you bought them the phone. Yeah, exactly. You did it. <laughs> so... It, I, I don't know. I guess it's just also like my, you know, my best friend's daughter. One of the coolest experiences I ever had, my best friend's daughter, I came over and she was sitting there playing on her Switch. First off, she's playing a Switch. Okay, first off, I don't even have a Switch. <laughs> All right. She's like four. <laughs> so I'm already a little bit mad walking right, into the situation. <laughs> but no, she's playing Crash Bandicoot. She's playing mm-hmm. the, the remastered insane trilogy on the Switch, all right? And she was like, Oh, Uncle, I'm playing I'm playing this cool game called Crash Bandicoot. And I was like, I know Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> right. And I'm like giving her tips. But then she like let me play and she's telling me how to play. And I was like, and I would hate to have to <laughs> confiscate the squish for me. You don't tell me to spin in the boxes. I know what I'm doing. Exactly. But she was well, better that, at it than me. And then that's right. where it blew my mind. I was like, I'm watching young Eli playing Crash Bandicoot for the first time and it blowing his mind. And this little girl is like better at the game than I ever fucking was. Yeah, right. And it just kind of begs the question is like, I'm sorry, I don't think you understand that if we're going to actually progress as a society or progress as a civilization, we got to use fucking technology to do so. And our young generation is going to be really fucking good at it. Right. Well, that was the thing about like you that created a literal bonding moment between you and someone who's in the next generation. Like, oh, I remember that game. Like, you know, growing up, that was like a thing with like me and my like my dad had that, too. Like we we had an old like the Atari simulator. Like I bought one of those one year and he was just like, oh, let's play Pong together. This is like the you know, my childhood will play Pac-Man. And we bonded over that. And it's just like we wouldn't have had that otherwise. Like, (laughs) no, you're totally right. And that's why it's awesome. Can we also talk about how the Atari Pac-Man port is fucking the worst port? Exactly. Okay. Agreed. 
I just thought that was funny. Like, let's play Pac-Man. I was like, oh, God, let's not, man. <laughs> exactly. This is the worst. This isn't Pac-Man right. at all. Right. <laughs> but what's the difference between playing Pac-Man with your dad and going out and having a catch with your dad? Yes. You bring up yeah. a very interesting <laughs> thing. I used to play fucking WWF games with my grandpa, and yeah. it was a goddamn blast. And he, yeah, exactly. and he liked it. He didn't do it. to, to he, Maybe he did it first, but like he got into it. Right, right. He wouldn't keep coming back if he didn't want to. Exactly. You know? So, all right. Well, that got very deep. Okay, let's wrap this bitch up and move on. Uh, Mitch, final sec- segment of the podcast. What have you been cranking? All right. I have been cranking, so you got to check this out. Um, have you heard of Steve Earle? <laughs> It kind of sounds familiar, but I'm going to probably say no. You most likely have heard Steve Earle, mid-90s country guy. He had a song called Copperhead Road that took the fucking world by storm. The most recognizable mandolin intro ever. Um, Okay. Amazing harmonies. Just a really, really good song if you're into like 90s country. Not a lot of people are, but it's super. Everybody knows about it. Um, So Steve Earle has a really cool story. He's just a really good guy. He actually has put out some amazing music. Um, He had a son that actually died this year. um, And his son, Justin Towns Earle, was also a musician. And he put out a few albums that were just amazing, man. Like, it's very in the same vein of, like, country, folk, very chill, acoustic kind of stuff. Um, And he put out three or four albums. And um, he, yeah, so I mentioned he died this year. Um, But as a tribute, Steve Earle is working on putting out a cover album of his son's songs. Um, Which I think is just one of the fucking coolest things you can do, man. Um, And he actually just released the first single from this new album today called Harlem River Blues. Um, So yeah, check that out. Harlem River Blues by Steve Earle. Or you can listen to the original by Justin Towns Earls. Um, Just a fantastic dude. So good. Um, Yeah, really good stuff. Really sad. He he was an amazing musician. No, that's... Yeah, that's that's heavy, but I I, I do I I have <laughs> that was really that, heavy. that was heavy, but I do have a lot of respect for that. I think yeah, man, I, I I mean I guess the only thing I could throw in there real fast, just from my personal experience, is I do know I do know a riff that one of that my friend who passed away wrote for us, and when I play that, it is very emotional. I cannot even yeah. imagine singing the songs your son had written yeah. and sang um right that, that's insane but that's that is really cool yeah it's one of the fucking coolest ideas like because yeah I, I i've been a justin towns Earl fan for a while and i was actually kind of bummed when i to hear that he mm. he passed away um and part of that is just like i've always been a big fan of him because i was just like his dad is this like brooks and dunn type of mm-hmm. like country legend and this dude like you know in my opinion writes some genuinely good songs that are deep i i mean i i kind of consider him like the elliot smith of like folk music like it's real deep and kind of morose um and he did he did die of a drug overdose he he had some drug problems um and you could kind of tell that by his sad type of music um but it was just uh, just one of the coolest stories i think in music history you know coming from this legend of steve earl um so that's kind of why I've been obsessed with it lately. 
No, for sure. For sure. Well, I'll make mine pretty quick because yours is a little bit more uh, profound. Um, <laughs> and mine's almost a little bit more of a shout out. But I, I just wanted to okay. shout out. Um, I've been listening to um, Noel from Tiny mm-hmm. Meat Gang. He actually came out with a EP of his own music. Um, just him by himself. He made all he just made some songs and honestly they're fucking super bangers like they're super good super interesting um the song i wanted to put on the playlist was called lennon's ghost um and his um artist name is just noel just in all caps Mm n-o-e-l um in all caps uh but yeah no it's a lot of attention to detail i think what i just like is like he uh, he even has a line in that song about basically it's kind of like yeah being the funny guy will clear a check but what's it worth if i'm empty inside kind of a thing and i was like mm. oh damn mm. ah, damn so a lot of love for him and you know and, and what he's doing so definitely check that out so and and his, mm-hmm. and his shit cool. does bang so yeah i definitely will dope all right well thank you guys for coming on this journey with us a journey it has been. Yeah, we've talked about a lot, but uh, <laughs> it was fun. I'm glad we did this. We were going to do a Soul Pancake episode, but I'm glad I'm glad Mitch just popped in a couple questions and we let it ride. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, we are excited to keep this thing rolling. We will see you guys next time. And then until then, stay, stay fresh. fresh. Cheese, Cheese bags. bags. <laughs> <laughs>